0: Hey, what's up, bloodheads? This is Greg. Welcome to Bluntcast number seventeen. This one is with Nikki Allen Poe. Uh, Poe is a local activist and sandwich shop owner. He's got a place called Poe's Sandwich Joint, and uh, he's most known for his activism in the world of pot, marijuana, weed. His work helped lead to the decriminalization of marijuana in Philly, and he's recently made headlines when he announced that his sandwich shop would no longer serve police officers in uniform as his way to show his support for Black Lives Matter. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook to see when we're going live with our next uh, Facebook Live Zoom interview. Uh, They're all as The Philly Blunt. And you can also watch these with video on uh, YouTube. Just do a search for our channel, The the Philly Blunt Podcast, and uh, you should find us on YouTube. Um, stay safe, wash your hands, and we hope you enjoy.
1: Just the sound of Philadelphia. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Philly Blunt. My name is Johnny Good Times. I'm Reef. This is Greg. And we're excited to have our guests here on a Wednesday night show, a rare Wednesday nighter. We have got the one and only Mr. N.A. Poe, Nikki Allen Poe. Welcome to the program.
2: Welcome, Mr. Poe. Well, man, it's a pleasure to, What's up, me, brother? Uh, um, pleasure to finally be on here.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, great to have you. Um, lot to, a lot to cover. Uh, let's start with the past week because, uh, you know, it's been pretty uh, crazy for all of us here in Philadelphia and I think for a lot of people all across the country. I know you made uh, some waves this week um, mm-hmm. when your new uh, sandwich place, you said uh, that you were not going to be uh, serving police and I wanted to know what the inspiration for that was and what the reaction to it
2: was. Well, I feel like that – so I guess it was a Tuesday of last week, and I believe that Monday was the tear gassing on the highway, I think. Also on Monday was when uh, they had that kind of quote-unquote vigilante thing going on down in Fishtown. And, uh, you know, I had known a lot of, like, young moms and stuff like that that were kind of, like, scared by that, you know. Etc. And then uh, I have my own history with the PPD that's pretty extensive. Uh, they locked up my 65 year old diabetic father too. Like so, I kind of just. Bottom line is, someone called the store and was like, "Can we buy food? You know, for the cops?" And I think that, like, literally, I kind of just like it just shit out of me. It was like almost like a reaction. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Fuck no! You can't buy food for the cops. Are you fucking insane?" Um. But then, you know, that kind of, like, got my juices flowing. So I started, like, putting things into, like, the stories and stuff like that, you know, and whatever. And, you know, I guess that my sandwich shop is actually bigger than I ever was now because people don't know, like, me, You know, they just know the food and shit. And then, like, something happens that's, like, near and dear to my heart, you know. And uh, I reacted and I think that I, I guess I have a lot of people that, you know, are supporters of the cops. So if someone screenshot that shit. And then next thing I know, everywhere from fucking Rhode Island to Tijuana I'm getting like messages called my house and not my house, my store. the phone off the hook, Yelp reviews about cum and pubic hair and their food. Like I couldn't have enough <laughs> cum or pubic hair for the amount of people that like
0: yeah, that I, I saw some of them. There's a there's a <laughs> high instance of pubic hairs. There's hair's yeah, everywhere. You just you just you yeah, just, just throwing gonna, it in
2: there. there. I'm gonna tell you, but you You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: But uh, you know, so that got that got screenshot and then uh you know it, I guess it got out in a lot of groups that you know were from whatever side that is, and then um the next thing I know I get home, I'm like, what a fucking day. And then Philly Mag calls me and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I gotta fucking just like kinda like because I was cool. I thought I was playing to my audience to a certain extent, you know, and I realized that the audience of my restaurant kind of got bigger than you know the audience of my fucking crazy, stupid pot shit. And uh, you know. I guess in certain ways I crossed the line, but you know, when I saw that was going on, like I didn't think that like morally or ethically that like I could like put food in the bellies of people that were going on the street to like do shit like that to people that were standing up for their first amendment rights. And I was arrested at the Liberty bell, you know, tackled, set up, put away for three days. I fucking was up at C and CFCF for fucking like more than two weeks where like I met like a lot of young kids. Like I'd been in jail, but like being like, locked like that for like you know 17 days or something like that like all of a sudden you start bullshitting with some like, young kid and I'm like well you know what happened to you and like you know with some bullshit ass thing and then he's like sitting in there on like 250 dollars or 500 dollars. and i'm like dude you should be like smoking blunts in like the fucking woods like and and chasing chicks not like worried about like how long you've been down and like my cellmate was sitting on three years on like a case and i'm like these are fucking people's like lives so like for you know a dude that is privileged in a lot of ways. I've also seen like the wrath of police brutality and I've seen like the wrath of people coming after people when they speak out for their first amendment rights. And it's just kind of struck me, you know, and uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, but the support for it was insane. You know what I mean? Like as insane as the other side of it was the support in the city is insane. And then to turn around and see that many people march on Saturday and be like, well, this is how many people like feel the same way that I do. So I was kind of like, you know, not that I was worried before, but it like solidified the fact that like, you know, that the movement has like moved to the point that it is going to get all these different kind of motherfuckers off the couch. Cause I'm a radical dude. And I've been around crazy activist shit. Like my whole life. I mean, Reef, you've been at my parties and stuff like, yes, sir. Perform at, you know, <laughs> so like
0: I, music I, parties, I, right. I don't I've know what kind of performing Reef's doing uh, these, parties. <laughs> so make it clear it's
2: a music party. <laughs> And it's like, you know, I was at Occupy Philly, so I feel like, dude, like, it's like, I've been doing this for 10 years, and there's, like, one of my favorite Hunter S. Thompson quotes is when the gun gets weird, the weird term pro. And, like, when this shit breaks out, like, I'm just like, boom. And, like, even the other night, another thing that was under my skin hard was I live in Fairmount, um, and I went outside, and there was an armored tank on the fucking corner. So, like, my girls yelling at me. I grabbed the shit because like just who I am is coming out. So I go out and I start filming. So I walk down the street and there's like three tanks. And I'm like, yo, dude, what's going He's like, go in your house. I'm like, What are you going to do, shoot me? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I look across the street. There's like 12 like dudes, just like stormtroopers. And then these three black girls run up and they start yelling at the cops. And then they go, I turn around and literally pop, 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 pop of fucking of rubber bullets. Dude, I was literally out of my house for like two minutes, right? um and then all of a sudden the stormtroopers across the street come like running and uh they tackled the three black girls and they locked them up and I don't know from the grace of god because if I ran out for my baby and my wife to go outside like I threw my hands in the air you know and obviously I was white. They didn't know who I was. But they definitely would have tackled me too. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I felt white privilege like right there, you know. And, uh, you know, I feel like that I'm in a unique position in this city to be someone that like can have a voice. Like I would never, I didn't share that article. Like I'm not looking for like, that was solidarity to me. And being around a lot of POC movements for like a long time and understanding that like, Hey, you know, like right now there's literature going out that's like, oh, this is how you act at a protest if you're a white person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like this is all stuff that like just being around movements, like I think that I've known for years. So like I just like I'm like, I needed to you know, Mm -hmm. just align myself. And I feel like it was extreme, you know, Um, but at the end of the day, it's on the right side of history. And I feel like that that people responded, Mm -hmm. you know, wonderfully.
3: Yeah, you you know, were, yeah I were. wanted to ask you about that, man, because as someone that, that has been around this for a really long time, how are you feeling about people that are just kind of getting their feet wet with this movement in
2: particular? Well, I mean, dude, I came home to Rachel on Saturday. I'm like, yo. Like, white people are fucking pissed the fuck off. And it was like to see like moms and families and just like regular ass dudes (laughs) and like gay couples to like just hold shit that just is like enough. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, and, and you saw a lot of that, dude. You saw a lot of like enough and solidarity and like, you know, uh, the collective consciousness that was on that, at, at the parkway in that march was, like, the most that I ever felt. Like, I stood on the top of the art museum, and I felt like there was, like, a direct, like, energy coming off. And, like, after months of living with, like, negative energy, like, I just, like, stood there for a minute, and I tried to, like, fucking soak it in. And then, like, it just started moving, you know? And then it just like, went through all the streets. And I'm just, like, all the shit I've done in my whole life, that march on Saturday was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, like, done. You know, and I was glad that I could be a part of it. i glad I could take my son to it. And I was glad that so many Philadelphians were just like, fuck this bullshit because that, like, I love this place. And, you know, the only reason I do anything in the city is because I love it.
0: Do you see the early numbers? I think it was the the, the cops gave NBC10 8,500
2: people. Was an estimate yeah. of the amount of people there? <laughs> it, was, it was nuts. I was filming. I was, like, trying to cop block. Because if you're a white person at a protest, cop blocking is not a bad thing. I caught this fucking cop on the top of the steps he's like got this long ass lens right it's before the march starts and he's shooting through motherfuckers down like into like the leadership as someone that was like targeted and taken out like like that i knew that that was a cop photographer that was like shooting inside to get like all like the things i'm like officer 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 so like there's so many elements to a protest that i mean like letting everyone have their voice forward that that it's time for them to fucking speak and then like you know, many like people for years dude in the pot like activism like i would always like say to certain black people like dude can you please like just like fucking like get in and like get up like this like dude like you were like this crazy white dude they'll take me like the fuck out and you know what like they're right you know and i think a lot of the shit that i got in trouble for i was trying to use my privilege for everyone i was doing my best to be like well you know like I mean, there's definitely ego involved, but also like we built a community, and then they took that fucking community out too. do they wipe us off the map? You know, oh. they wiped us off the map. Well, uh, something I,
0: something I've read on all the social media stuff. Whenever I see the stories or a tweet or a Facebook post or anything about you not serving uh, cops, cops in uniform or whatever. The the, the the reaction always is, well, what's he going to do if he gets held up? Or is he going to call the cops when he needs them if there's a serial killer <laughs> going through his house? You know, like, Isn't that always where they go right away? Yeah, right? I mean, that's the first, that's the most obvious. It's all, all, over and over again, that's the recurring question.
2: My window got broken when Pose was on Frankfurt Avenue. My window got broken. I took a picture on the security, security camera. I put the picture of the kid out. Four or five people gave me his Twitter. He was wearing a soccer jersey, and he's wearing like the profile picture on Twitter to <laughs> call the fucking cops. I'm like, yo, like I got the dude. I'm like, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, look, just bring me cuffs, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've done all the work. Like, I know where he lives. Like, whatever. Like, nothing. When's a cop come before? The only time, I... yo,
3: cop- I was just having that conversation, man. They're there to clean up the mess. They ain't there to right. stop nothing.
2: No, right. it's crazy, and all the broken windows policing that they do. You know, in black communities, it puts in the position where like they're creating this, this insane like tension, you know, and, and it's just like, look, it's not necessarily my place to speak about it. But the thing is, is like now people are speaking about it and it's like supporting those issues. Who would have thought like little white ladies would be putting defund the police on their fucking Instagram stories? <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> <laughs> like Sally from Fish Town and shit with a like burning sage in cop's faces. Like, head mother-
0: yeah, I saw That's a march, it was a, yeah. like a march of like a couple thousand people from like Wayne to Paoli or Paoli to Wayne. Like, yeah,
2: I saw a 5 march the other day, you yeah. know, like. What, yeah. what, was it, yeah.
1: what, what was it that, you know, because you, you said before, you know, you got your start with Occupy Wall Street and that whole thing kind of fizzled out. What was it about this one that when things started to, fizz, <laughs> when things started to go crazy, people weren't like, oh shit, I'm out of here. People were like, oh no, now I'm really going in. Like, this could have fizzled out too, but it just got bigger and bigger and kept growing every day.
2: Yeah, well, I think that what people, I hope, what I was doing is I was following, like, BLM. Because whenever BLM started at the art museum, you knew that it was going to be, like, a poignant thing that's by the people that are, like, leading the movement. And, like, that's what I want to show solidarity with is, is 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 that. So, like, every time at the art museum thing, you know you're going to have like a large thing. And that did continue to grow. And I think that people sitting at home on the news and like seeing the national guard, like there's a lot of young families in the city now, you know what I mean? Like, and all of a sudden there's national guard everywhere and there's cops everywhere and people are getting gassed on the highway. And it's just like, you know, like we don't feel like that anymore, dude. Like that's not how we, there's not like as much hate in people's hearts. Like as you go down generationally, you know, to a certain extent and it's just like, it just needs to be eradicated and i hope that this is the start of that eradication and and started everything moving forward for african americans in this country you know absolutely you,
1: you um you know you, you you said earlier you've had your your run-ins obviously with the police and you had a situation where you know you were doing these marches on the liberty bell and you were kind of pushing the envelope when it came to uh you know legalizing marijuana and we're at a point now where we're getting closer and closer to legalization and it seems like there's a lot of people still in prison for a bunch of nonsense. And you, you spent time in, in, in jail, as you said. And meanwhile, all these guys with khakis and button up shirts are getting ready to make all this money off of it. How do how do you feel about that? And, and, and are you frustrated that that's to some extent how this thing is going to be legalized and where the money's going to go?
2: Well, I think that, If you were to say that I was one of the leading advocates for, you know, legalization of marijuana in Pennsylvania, I don't have a medical marijuana card. That's how I feel about the medical marijuana program. And that's like a program that like I literally like fought in the streets, you know, a lot for. But guess what? What we have in Philadelphia is called decriminalization. And any motherfucker can just pretty much blaze up. And we're blazing up at protests and people blaze all around the city. And I think that that has been a great thing. It's created like free space as far as like cannabis to a certain extent there's a lot of great underground growing going on in philadelphia um you know and there still is a little bit of a small you know community i've actually started even talking to old friends of mine that i used to do this with because we just we've kind of been inspired like like look just let's go out and cat with cameras and let's just you know be around this and like document what's going on because like it's an auxiliary job if you're you know an ally right now i mean like I feel bad if some like white lady grabs a microphone. You know what I mean? That's all. I'm saying. <laughs> you don't like the PA Medi- You don't like the PA medical <laughs>
0: medical marijuana? Charge it like four eighty to five hundred an ounce.
2: Bro, you get two fifty beautiful homegrown on the street. Know. In full, Your you know? Prices
0: are so crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look. It, it was you know it was a corporate cartel you know and now they actually from all the money they made off of sick people they can now. Um, lobby in Harrisburg for legal marijuana and then all the people that had the medical licenses are going to get the recreational licenses I like to say that like we built the train tracks and then they drove the train over us you know I mean like if you're worth your salt in the fucking of activism game you got to have been lapped up at least one time and if you did you can't get a motherfucking job so like yeah. you know that so it's like yeah. okay yeah man like you know what yeah. I mean? no, do i want to you know like i don't even want to like sell weed like that anyway i sold weed for a long time dude <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what i want to touch on man let's let's yeah. let's go let's go back a little bit man how did you yeah. become so involved in the in the movement and not just the movement of legalization of mar- marijuana occupy wall street everything that you've been involved in from the jump like what sparked that in you and what was the catalyst for, for you realizing that you have a voice and
2: you want to use it for change? Well, it's funny. Me and Rach just watched this movie about uh, Dick Cheney and I'm like, dude, I remember when we protested like the invasion of Iraq and dude, I do not think the internet was like up and running. It was like, <laughs> and we went to, we went, we went to like maybe dial up shit, but we went to, um, you know, city hall. There was like 10 or 15 people there. And then when, Occupy Philly broke out. I was like living in my dad's basement. Um so I bought a tent and I just went with a camera and I just started effing around. And in that process, I met like just like you see how now ten, eleven, twelve different groups are coming out to these protests. Like it's kind of like a Super Bowl for, for <laughs> you, know, you know different kinds of you know groups. So everyone comes out to these things, and I learned a lot about all different types of movements, like long before like the average person, you know, did it's like ten years I've been dealing with people that are transgender and dealing with POC, you know, groups and then like realizing how everyone's voice has to be their own. And my girl and a lot of girls that I worked with in activism, like they kicked my ass and taught me like a lot of shit because like I'm a pretty rough around the edges dude. But like now I pretty much can feel like all everyone and where they're coming from. Um, you know, unless you got a fucking Trump hat on. You know what I mean? So I think that's cool because I think that we have to change where we live. Philly's an amazing city. It's a big city. There's tons of arts there's tons of culture. It might not be affecting your ass in the suburbs or Ohio or Iowa, but this is where we raise our children, and this is where I want to do business, and this is where I want to build community. And, uh, you know, we have to fix that shit. We have to jump in there. You know, my family says, oh, why you jump into a fight? You know, like that. Why would you have to say that? Like I don't know because it's fucking what I believe, and like I just think that at the end of the day, like that is why I did that. So I think in the long run, uh, every, everything, you know, should work out. You know, in that way. Um, but you know, back to just close on what you were saying. Yeah, I definitely like the, when when Occupy broke out, the internet was big. Everyone was meeting up there, and I met you know most of the people that I spent working hard in Philly for for pot stuff there. So it was like <laughs> everyone coming out. Being able to meet their mind, and it's great to see that energy in the air again. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking yeah. of Philly and the uh, hats, uh, are you wearing a Dodgers hat?
2: I'm wearing. What's uh, that about? Man. I got like 50 hats. Dude, no one busted AI's balls when we are a Yankees hat. Over the yeah, he, he's
3: AI. <laughs> Yo, man, we've discussed this, man. As long I'm as it's a, not, bro. as long as it's yeah. not a direct ride. Yeah, that's good. Right? just likes the Dodger blue
2: i mean, that's why I, I, got the, I got
3: the i got the michelin-esque throwback zip up yeah man it looks good <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. rachel's my girl rachel's an l.a girl too so i been rocking l.a shit but yeah that's yeah. funny
3: so how is how has fatherhood changed you in, in regards
2: to do you feel uh sort of a hesitation or do you feel like you got to go even harder i mean i feel like i gotta go see that's funny you say that because that's like a, that's a weird thing too because like people that are close to me that messaged me and said, like, you need to do this for, like, Luke and shit. Like, you know, it's the truth, you know? So it was kind of a combination of things, but also, like, I just think that it's changed me in ways instinctually that I would never, like, even, you know... I said to Rachel, when I was a little disconnected from everything going on in COVID, I'm like, dude, look, I'm a fucking dad now. I can't even explain to you how, like, just getting it and making sure it's all all right is, like, the only thing in my mind. And that kind of just happened one day and I've been rolling with it. But, you know, you have to wear, like, a lot of hats, you know, if you're going to be the type of person that's, like, dynamic, dude. Like, any asshole can wake up and go to work and do their thing. Like, I want to do good things, and I want things that I touch to be better when they're gone, you know, so, and that personally, and also, you know, in the world. So, try to do it like that. Yeah.
1: I, I, no, I like how, you know, you you were an activist for marijuana, and, and you, you know, you made a major impact there. Um, you know, you're doing the activism with black lives matter and, and that's, you know, obviously that movement is headed in the right direction. Uh, but when you ran for Did you just your cat, though, <laughs> but when yeah. you ran for, uh, you ran for office, uh, you were going to abolish the PPA. I'm guessing that campaign has not gone as well as the other campaigns. I feel like that's the one that will never get overthrown.
2: No, and you know what? Now would be the fucking time. You know what I mean? Like let's hey, go get this
1: Right? Can't that be a continuation? Come on! <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been living <laughs> without the PPA
2: for like, like two months. still walking yeah, around please. like,
3: what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> the city can survive Yo, two okay, months. I haven't I mean, been, I been I around my
2: whole life. I'm like. Dude, and this is the way I look at it, though. If you don't look back at shit you did and, like, be, like, in, kind of embarrassed, like, a little bit, then it means that you're not growing. Like, now I walk, like, Luca by the school district. I'm like, dude, you went there and, like, smoked a fucking joint, like, on the front step of, like, that. And, like, where – who was advising me? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I think I did a lot of outlandish shit, and I think that, like, you know, if you don't look back, and be like, well, it also made me who I am. So if I would have just stood in my little sandwich shop and fucking did, like, whatever – Right. like it would probably have been the right thing like you know if you say hey i'm just thinking of my family but like i ain't never going to change because like who i am is built of all the things that like have brought me to this point and like you can't deny those good or bad you know right. and i just want to just continue to move forward and maybe i'll run for city council again dude at some point you know like I'm a oh, business owner a father now that's it i'll be a fucking homeowner i just bought a fucking car. I probably will probably won't get about. endorsed
3: by the FOP, I would think.
2: <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> well, well, let me let me let me. Mcnesby's got
3: your back. <laughs> yeah, let
1: me let me ask you.
3: What did you learn in that process, man? Because uh, you know I have people that are, you know, we're looking at the the AOCs and different people that like you never thought that they could run and win, and like we're yeah. seeing more and more people that are able to do it. So, what did you learn in that process?
2: Well, I learned that, in, especially in this city, you got to be like super, super connected. But also, like, you can take from Trump that like grassroots organizing like can still be done because like who the fuck saw that coming, right? But like, there's like a bunch of people in all these fucking corny ass flyover states like manipulating these people into being like, no, nah, just be quiet, just show up this day and do that. No, be quiet, just show up this day and do that. So I feel like you know, there is a certain amount of like, you can get this underground flow. Like I got 4,400 votes five years ago when I was on fucking federal probation. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) like, like, like the demographic of the city is changing, but I really feel like that city council in general is just getting to be such like a crusty old group of like motherfuckers that like, why shouldn't guys like Reef and me and, and and other people that are young and represent the city and want to do good things. Because guess what? We don't have the fucking labor union in our pocket. We don't have like this. Like maybe if you put that in the hands of young people that were forward thinking and got that old guard out that's in with the cops, in with the electricians, in with these people, in with that people, like you want to start a new world, you need to break down like all that institutional shit as far as government too, because there's motherfuckers on city council that have been indicted. And they still, like, just be reelected Like, you know what I mean? You know, like, it's like yeah. Kenyatta Johnson as well, dude. Like, Kenyatta Johnson's one of the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these cats are, like, been pillaging, like, our city for, like, so long. And now, you know what? Jim Kenney can suck it now, too. So, like, you know, can't come to pose <laughs> yeah, either, fuck out. Oh.
3: And they keep, like you said, they just keep getting reelected. Like, me and Johnny were having this conversation before, earlier. Greg as well. But, like, it just feels like we just just keep voting glue or whatever and like these guys aren't really doing anything for us
2: No, they're just, how amazing would it be within 2 or 3 years if you had 8 to 10 people that were under 45 on city council I think you'd have some fucking new ideas I think that money would get reappropriated and I think they'd be really scared you know what I mean so you know we need to push for that that takes everyday work that takes you know coalition building so I mean I'm up for it
1: yeah did you did you have any was there any pushback where you were like oh shit this is a little bit scary like you're going up against city
2: hall um no you- because dude because i clown that shit like so hard like and that's <laughs> the thing when people, like, when people take like po seriously like it's like dude it's like you just don't get it do you like you know what i mean like definitely it is serious right but it's also pointing out most of the absurdity of like what's actually going on than it is actually like trying to do that but maybe at some point I'd want to, like, strap it on and actually be like, all right, motherfucker, I can buy a, a nice suit, right? And I can talk to you about all the shit, like, you know, it was like, I, I think in that campaign, I said I was going to rename Broad Street Allen Iver, both Iverson Boulevard. But I will say, out of all that campaign shit, uh, Pot was decriminalized. You yeah. know, and I think that, I think that at the end of the day, as an activist, you're not going to get many wins, and, and that was, like, a win, and I think it was a win for everyone. And I think that, uh, you know, it's Black Lives Matter's turn to, like, kind of get their shot to make sure that, like, city government and city services and all that shit is, like, done correctly instead of just having, like, neighborhoods occupied by board cops that don't live in the city.
3: Okay. Let me ask you, uh, speaking of Black Lives Matter, in reference to the, to the pot movement, like, what is your thoughts on the fact that there are so many uh, kids in jail because of pot and now you're about to see people making billions of dollars? How do we rectify
2: that? How, we, how do we make that right? What, what's the move for that? You trying to Elon Musk a motherfucker? No, <laughs> yeah, <to> crush him. <laughs> No, because Elon, you know, Elon said that the other day, and he got, and he got. Did he? On. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, because the thing is, uh, yo, trust old, me, I don't know nothing. With I don't have okay. any idea. Oh, what that stop it. Oh, you're always talking about. You want to get a Tesla? You're like all yeah, over Elon, it. dude. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, listen. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that. Yeah. As someone, I'm a felon. You know what I mean? So, like, I, if I didn't run my own business, like, I'd probably have major issues with getting like a job. You know, to support my family, and I feel like there was a lot of groups that were working with like longtime felons because dudes in the '70s got put away for like 40 years. Like my friend Bobby Platshorn in Florida, he did 35 years federal time. He was bringing he, there's a book about it called The Black Tuna Diaries, and I, there's a movie called Square Braver. And uh, old head cat from Florida going down to Central America bringing pot. They hit him with, like some kingpin statute, 40 some odd years. He got out in like 35. Guy's the pot activist now, if you believe it. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people locked up, and there's a lot of people that the records are, you know, it's an issue. And I'd like to think that, too, like, to criminalization, If Like, I got popped for weed when I was, like, 18, and it was a bunch of bullshit in my life. Like, maybe a lot of kids aren't getting locked up for pot, and maybe that's, like, one step away from them being able to, like, not have to deal with that bullshit, because there's a lot of fucking people in jail that... And, dude, being at CFCF, like that's when I saw like what like prison was like and how like it was like a game to like sick people like to a certain extent because like how could you not have compassion like for I don't know just it, the prison system doesn't treat people like it's uh like they have like they have lives and no one gets to see it so you never fucking know you know what I mean like and I feel like everyone should drop acid work in a restaurant and uh do a weekend in jail and I think there'd be a lot more empathy in the world yeah, for sure. How did you get it? That's uh, a hell of a week, yo. <laughs> yes, yeah, all in one week. Uh, how'd you how you get these sandwich skills? Uh a lot of the stuff was Italian. So like I had like my grandma's like shit for that. And then, you know, just from years of being like a stoner, um, I wanted to make all different kinds of stuff. So I kind of just like mixed them all up, dude. Like, and just I, I had a chef that helped me out that he came out with like the the house ranch sauce I got to give them to that that like people love and a couple other things but I just kind of you know I knew that sarcones was a great bakery I knew that I had all this money buried in the backyard and I couldn't go back to selling weed so I just <laughs> <laughs> so, so I gotta I gotta
1: I gotta bust your stones a little bit because yeah. that, that was one of the all-time just mind-bending uh, weeks you got named best of Philly by Philly mag. And two days later you said, all right guys, we're closing up shop. We're done. And I was like, wait, what? I've never seen that happen before. So, so what happened there?
2: Well, I signed an NDA on, on that, uh, that, that piece of business. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My man, is serious with it. He did business with Bloomberg. Apparently. (laughs) Listen, man, I'm trying to be a fucking grown up. I'm 40. I'm giving it a shot. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there was a, a definitely a tumultuous time in my life. And I had uh, the baby was young and, you know, it was just really like kind of a crazy time. And then I got really lucky going over, uh, you know, at Human Robot, which, you know, they're amazing guys and they have amazing, amazing beer over there. So, and there's a great community over there. They're building up like Fifth and Cecil B. Moore. Um, there's a group called Sunflower Philly that has this crazy uh, like in-ground park that they're doing and stuff. And it's a, it's really cool. I'm, like really like, interested in giving it a shot because like fishtown so so like played out over there but kensington like i feel like you can like build and grow and now that we have the movement you know going in the direction that's going i think that there's going to be more stuff allocated to the community and i think that the more people that own businesses like you know we should also like you want to be socialist like three hours a week do something in your community you know what i mean like help people out like you know like grab a fucking rake like whatever you know and i think that you know, I, I live in Fairmount, and my neighbors, most of them aren't from Philly. And when we moved in here, Rachel wanted to make them cookies. And, like, none of these motherfuckers even said hello to us. You know what I mean? Right, right, um, right. And, and, like, you know, like, say what you want about something to Philly. Like, I say what's up to crackheads, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Philly people fucking just kind of bullshit with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, wanted to t- I wanted
3: to touch, that, touch base on that with you because uh, m- so many of your events were, like, you know, you did shit in West. Frankfurt, like you, is that something that you were conscious of trying to not just do the fish town, old city, center city well, shuffle?
2: Yeah, well, we met, well, we we met the people up at One Arts, and we were really just like, you know, hit like value wise, you know, with them and what they're doing, you know, and uh, and that outdoor space was just so beautiful. I mean, dude, like the party you performed at, it was, like, I mean, like that place was just magical. With yeah, uh, yeah. and, you know, is the it shut down? Is it still around or no? Well, they're actually having some problems right now. We're helping that we're helping them out a little bit, and I think we're all, all, there's a great thing going on in West Philly right now. Um, like, um, all these chefs got together and they're doing and they're doing food because you know, like you know, West Philly was already a fucking food desert, and now like it's ravaged. So like, it's great to see people like that's where I want to throw my money, you know. And and people have been sending money to Pose, and we're just you know moving moving forward. They're cooking for a cause. It's called. And um, it's great. You know, it's great to see because what you're going to see now is you're going to see the best and worst of people. And it's going to be easy to align. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, if you see people doing good and it's the first time you've never been out of your house, you've never been to a protest, you've never been to a community meeting, like dude, go out and meet people and just like, you know, try to try to put the differences that they try to make the, that we have. Like, let's just make them realize how much they don't mean shit to us. Cause that's how I feel about it. Like, this is about Philly, you know, like, it's about everywhere but this is where the fuck we are so like i figure like that i know a lot of people that uh you know are willing to lend a hand and i look forward to the future i think i think it'll be bright if we all if we all get together and just try to do you know what's best for everyone best for the city
1: nice all right we want to take it to the blunt yeah let's go all right, so we're gonna uh, we are going to uh, hit you with some rapid fire
2: questions, and i been stuck in this pen for like forty minutes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you hit us with some uh, rapid fire answers. What song makes you want to dance?
2: Justify my love by uh, Madonna. Mm. What is
3: the best sandwich at your shop that you personally love the most?
2: Uh, I would say, did I say justify my love by Madonna? No, you I, did. Um, you did. <laughs> You can't take it back, bro. No, too
1: late. <laughs> <Nope>.
2: <laughs> I like the skinny Joey. It's roast pork, horseradish, mayo, sharp provolone, broccoli rabe, and long hot peppers.
1: Whew!
2: I want that right now, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, right. Uh, do you, <laughs> you love do you love do you love or hate Tom Hanks? What the fuck? I don't is know. I'm not a big Tom Hanks guy at all. Not at all. Perfect. I mean the, waiting you're the, the first movie.
0: you're the first guy who's lined up with oh, me. he, he asks this question every episode.
2: It's man. starting to like <laughs> I heard rumors he's a pedo so go ahead move on
1: <laughs> uh, worst job you ever had
2: Uh, bad no hold on I used to go my dad was a plumber and he would send me out with other plumbers uh, and they would and I had to spend the day with like guys calling me fuck face and all day <laughs> long you know? and like eventually it just like I don't know. They're like, just go sit in the truck. You're worthless, kid. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what,
3: is, what is the most ridiculous name of a strain that you've ever heard? Where you're just like, dude, you made this up like 10 minutes
1: ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know right now, dude. But, but yes, yeah, so I fucking agree with that. Um, <laughs> right like it's just like yo this
3: is marshmallow this is marshmallow <laughs> candy cake
2: yeah i share i shared a meme like that today on the on the pose page it was like that, that, i love when people that love weed are like doesn't it smell like caramelized chocolate like strawberries like no it just smells like weed, oh, weed. Like, like, <laughs> uh
0: what's something you'd like to change about yourself um
2: less chest hair bro look at this <laughs> come on bro <laughs> like a Burt, Burt Reynolds. It's, good. it's a good. Da- yeah, yeah, it's a good look. Uh,
1: who uh, Who would you most want to smoke a joint with, living or dead?
2: Um, probably Tom York from Radiohead.
3: Hmm. Um. Radiohead. What is something that you would give advice about
2: love and relationships? I ask this for everyone. Short and sweet advice. What, about love and relationships? Yep. Wear, wear, con- wear a condom or make sure the girl you're with is uh, on birth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, you don't yeah, like your, yeah, kid, your kid,
3: bro? You might <laughs> be listening,
2: <laughs> man. don't like your kid, bro. I'm going to lose even more business. Who's this going to alienate? This guy
1: will cops in the
2: 80s. listening <laughs>
0: So I saw on Twitter you follow Sasha Gray. Was she better
2: in Homo erectus or Entourage? Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna say Entourage. Uh, I'm gonna say Entourage.
1: Uh, you can book any band or artist for your birthday party this year. Who's it gonna be?
2: Brief the Lost ah, Cause. Nice. Coolest Nikki besides, besides you. me. Coolest coolest Nikki besides me. Wow. Nikki, Nikki sex from Molly Crew. Oh, like <laughs> it, like it. Yeah, I was like thinking
3: it. he was gonna go with Scarfo, but I like
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <yeah>, getting right.
3: <laughs> uh, right. right. Do you do
0: boxers, briefs, commando, boxer briefs? The ladies want to know.
2: Jesus Christ! Uh... I went to commando for a really long time so I started doing the for now yeah, I'm on like those there's, there's tight long ones with a with a with the two
0: boxer briefs,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Order me some more of those, honey. That's where I am in my fucking <laughs> Um where
1: are you getting uh where are you getting takeout?
2: Um I'm going to RD Philly a lot for takeout cocktails. Um they're really good. And I've been heading over to Pizza Gut and uh Pizza probably my go to, my go to place. Okay. Uh, I'm around this shit. Oh, I eat like I eat like forty Sarcon's rolls mm. a <laughs> week. Like I, I'm, mm. I'm so sick. But the breads are like good and fresh. That like you know, I eat a lot of sandwiches, but like they're not. It's just like some pickles and cheese on a roll and shit. Like that's where I am with my food. Yeah, right.
3: Mm. What should take the place of the Rizzo
2: statue? You know, I, I, I don't know. Like I'm not really big on fucking statues because they all seem like mistakes. Like later yeah. on and shit.
1: Get,
0: point, get, did you see Columbus get beheaded up in, in Boston? Like, throw,
2: throw AI up there. Like, can't we all agree on Iverson being? I Being like, I a, think you so. know, being like, yeah. like you know, kind of monumental to Philly. I don't know, but yes, I, I don't believe that shit.
0: Who, who um, would you like to play you in your biopic?
2: Fuck. Uh, Adrian Brody probably be a good one. Yeah. See that? See that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, throw us – Or if they want to
2: fucking D.H. Pacino back to, like, (laughs) 72,
3: that'd be great. Yo, (laughs) 70s Pacino, dog? Like, yeah. 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 Little dog
1: day afternoon. I'm going to smoke my weed, (laughs) you motherfucker. All right, give us your, uh, give us your, <laughs> get your leg out of the way and, uh, give us your <laughs> socials. <laughs> where can we find where can glad, you? glad he dressed stuff? up for the blunt. Yeah. Uh, where can <laughs> we find, where can we find you? Where can we get find you? Put your Steve? plug on, Nikki. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, post sandwich joint on, on Instagram. And that's it, man. Just go to my restaurant and look at the goddamn food, man. You know, yeah. we'll, the, right. the, I just want to feed people, I want them to be happy.
1: Okay, so you're, you're, you're doing, uh, you're doing takeout and everything right now
2: yeah we're doing takeout we have been for a while the one thing that was great about the window that we had at the old place was that when COVID hit it was like all right just open the motherfucking window again and like we started throwing food out of it again right you know we're really looking forward to human robots uh far getting back to get uh, back after. when they make great beers and you know hopefully that's going to happen in the next couple weeks so um you guys should all come down at some point have some beers hang out check out the community bar
1: yeah absolutely
2: Where- man you not to sell me twice
1: right yeah <laughs> yeah all right, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you, man.
2: Yeah, thanks, bro. Dude, I had a lot of fun with you guys.
1: Yeah. yeah, thanks,
3: bro. Take it easy. It's the sound of Philadelphia. Yo, yo, welcome to the home of brotherly love. Brothers covered in blood. The mayor's office is covered in bugs. The youth dreams cut short. Swe-